Organize yourselves. Prepare every needful thing. And establish a house, even a house of prayer, a house of fasting, a house of faith, a house of learning, a house of glory, a house of order, a house of God. In a very real sense, we are builders of eternal houses. Welcome to Creator Homemaking. This podcast is dedicated to helping women create Christ-centered homes and lives. We hope you'll join us on this journey. All right, good morning. Welcome to another episode of Creator's Homemaking with Emily and Kirsten. Today, with it being close to Valentine's Day, we decided that that's what we would talk about. And when I was asking my girls what they thought about valentine's day or love or any of those sentiments that we think of at valentine's uh the first thing that they gave me was a quote from olaf from frozen and it said love is putting someone else's needs before yours so i thought maybe we'd just kind of start there and jump on in what do you think emily yeah um i've seen the quote before that you know marriage is 50 50 but really, it's a hundred, a hundred. We each have to give a hundred percent. And I like that quote that, yeah, we have to put the other needs above our own. There's no place for selfishness in a relationship. And um, I just think about the Savior. He was the ultimate example of love, and he was not selfish at all in anything he did and was always looking to other people and how he could help other people and never what is it what's in it for me so I really like that yeah thanks I read a few talks and looked at a few things as I was contemplating how to put this all together and I came across a talk from Elder Marvin J. Ashton from 1975, and he talks about love process. And one of the quotes in it says, love demands action if it is to be continuing. Love is a process. Love is not a declaration. Love is not an announcement. Love is not a, not a passing fancy. Love is not an expectancy. Love is not a convenience. If ye love me, keep my commandments. And if ye love me, feed my sheep. Our God-given proclamations that should remind us we can often best show our love through the process of feeding and keeping. And I really liked that kind of definition of, of what love really is. And I was pondering that and thinking about it. You know, when I first started dating my husband he didn't just come right up the very first second he saw me and said oh I love you let's get married you know it was kind of a process had to to work through and work up to that um and trust each other before we could say those words and before they really had meaning and since then we've had to to continue to work at that and keep going it just didn't you know 
<laughs> just say, oh, will you marry me? And then that was the end of it. We had to, had to keep, keep working at it. So how yeah. do you keep working at it? <laughs> um, I think one of the things is, um, I've heard like continuing courtship, you know, you date and you're trying to impress <laughs> your, you know, who you're dating and you're, you look good. You take time with your appearance. Um, you get to know them. And then for some reason, you and that sometimes tends to stop. I can't remember where I read it, but I read, you know, like, take the time to look presentable for your husband. I know as moms, especially those of us that get to stay home, it's easy to, our mom used to call them uniforms, you know, you just kind of, your sweatpants and your sweatshirt or whatever every day because you're busy cleaning the house or, you know, cooking or whatever it is. And, um, but I think it's important to still try and make yourself look the best you can every day. And, and I'm really bad at that. So <laughs> that's something I need to work on. Um, I, I remember talking to mom right after I got married and we were kind of, I don't want to say having problems, but just, you know, the newness kind of <laughs> worn off and it was like, Oh, and I remember mom, and I think you were there too, just talking about how sometimes you kind of fall in and out of love. And I don't know that that's necessarily the right way to say that, but sometimes you have to really think about why did I fall in love with this person? Why did I marry this person? And um, look for those qualities um, that you first recognized. And yeah, it's a continu continual process. And I think so many times people just give up because it gets hard or whatever. Yeah, I have a quote from President Nelson, but then it was Elder Nelson from 2006. And it says, marriage brings greater possibilities for happiness than does any other human relationship. Yet some married couples fall short of their full potential. They let their romance become rusty take each other for granted, allow other interests or clouds of neglect to obscure the vision of what their marriage really could be. Marriages would be happier if nurtured more carefully. I think that's just what you were talking about. It's so easy, I think, especially as moms, but for anybody to just kind of get in that rut routine of just everyday life, of getting up, making breakfast, if you have little kids, you're just taking care of them 24-7. If they're older, you're shipping them off to school, you know, and <laughs> and um, then you're trying to get the laundry done and the house done and all the errands run before they come back. And, and the, you know, routine starts all over of homework and dinner and dishes and finally getting them to bed. And by the time you're done, that's all you've thought about the, <laughs> the entire day, you know. And so we do have to think about it. And there have been times, just like you said, it's so easy to just be in your sweats all day because what's the point? Of putting... <laughs> um, but there have often been times where I've sat down and really looked at myself and thought, man, if I was out of the house, I'd be the person I somebody would want to come home for, you know? <laughs> yeah. I had to really think about that. And that doesn't mean that, uh, you know, seven o'clock at night, I'm running to put my makeup on and, you know, 
<laughs> some fancy outfit or anything. But I think a lot of it has to do with our attitude, outlook when our spouse gets home. Yeah. Um, from the gospel topics under marriage, it said life's greatest joys are found in the family. Strong family relationships require effort. But such effort brings great happiness in this life and throughout eternity. And I think that goes back to what President Nelson said. Those who are married should consider their union as their most cherished earthly relationship. A spouse is the only person other than the Lord whom we have been commanded with all our heart. And, you know, you said that as moms, we get so busy taking care of our kids and running the household that sometimes our spouses kind of get neglected or put on the back burner. And um, that's not how it's supposed to be. We need to make sure that we're taking time for our spouse and um, not just so focused on our kids that they kind of get left out. Um, when we were sealed, the sealer, you know, they give advice and it was the basic things, you know, pay your tithing, read your scriptures together, pray together. Um, but then he said that we needed to have weekly dates. And it was kind of funny because he's like, and if you can't find a babysitter, contact your home teacher. <laughs> Which when he said that, I was like, yeah, right. <laughs> um, but anyway, I just thought it was funny, but it was important enough to him that it was, you know, kind of like no excuses, you know, find a babysitter. Um, and we have not always been super great at doing weekly date nights, but um, I think it is important to continue that. Um, so do you have any great, easy, cheap date ideas? <laughs> uh, as I was thinking about that, I thought about back to when our kids were just little. And we had seven kids in 12 years. So we had lots of time where they were too young that we couldn't leave home unless there was a babysitter, but too poor to pay a babysitter and then go do something on top of it. <laughs> <laughs> and so we, my husband worked usually late. Usually he didn't get home until after the kids were in bed. And so that became our time after he got home. And at least once a week, he would make it a habit to bring home a milkshake or bring home, you know, some sort of takeout that we could just have and spend a little bit of, of time that wasn't our normal just after they went to bedtime. But that was our way of having having a date night without having to go anywhere. And it made all the difference when we could just sit and talk and, and it felt loved and thought about because he was willing to bring something home. And it came to be like, I would just text him and be like, okay, tonight is a milkshake night. I need you to do something <laughs> in a rough day or whatever. And he was always really willing to, to do that. So I think, for something really cheap when you can't leave that worked really good at least for us but yeah. i kind of come up with some other things um, most of the things that i came up with were probably more family or with kids but i love in the winter time going at night for walks 
And so that's something that we've done a few times. Um, just a kind of, uh, I guess a tradition now uh, is we always have spaghetti for Valentine's Day. <laughs> it's one of my husband's very favorite meals. And when our first Valentine's, I thought, what in the world am I going to make? And I thought, oh, spaghetti's red. <laughs> and it's just kind of stuck. So just something simple like that has, is, a, is a reminder. And I remember it was our first Valentine's after we had our first baby. And my husband drove a shuttle bus um, for people. So, you know, he was always out at events or whatever. I never knew when he was going to be home, especially if it was a holiday. <laughs> and I was at home kind of feeling sorry for myself and I had this brand new baby and oh, what in the world am I going to do and I'd always wanted to decorate cakes so I got all this stuff and made the fancy valentine's cake and that was really fun for me but anyway but it was just kind of a fun little thing to have for him at home too and that's not a big thing that he likes but but it was more for me than him but but it was fun to have together and be kind of creative that way. What about you as far as just a spouse? Yeah. So, um, and I can't remember where I heard this, but just recently somebody was telling me that um, him and his wife decided that they were going to start having weekly date nights again, because they've kind of got out of the habit well, they decided that they were going to do them in the four areas of the children and youth program. And so I sat down and kind of thought of some things that would go along with those. So for intellectual, I thought, you know, take a class or learn something new together. And I know on through BYU, they do have free classes you can take. I also thought there's the self-reliance courses. There's on gospel the gospel library app there's institute yeah manuals so that was my thought for intellectual for spiritual obviously going to the temple i thought was a big one um or you know sometimes just fasting or praying together just as a couple or um your scriptures together as a couple I thought about going for a walk or a bike ride or, you know, if you like to run, go for a run. If you like to hike, go for a hike, but, um, you know, do something like that. And then for social, I thought do something with other couples, whether you invite them to your house and play some games or you go, you know, whatever. So those were some ideas I had for that. And I just thought that was kind of a fun way to make sure that you're um, uplifting each other in all of those areas and not just focus on one. Yeah, that's a great idea. I love that, that idea. Uh, that is something we've done before is, you know, just had other couples over and done game nights or whatever. One thing on Valentine's Day is he almost always... I think on Valentine's Day, he's always brought me a card and I really get one. So it's kind of those, just those little reminders. But I think we need to remember that we need to do those things other than, you know, Valentine's Day or the birthday or, 
or whatever that there's I read a book once where a wife would just put little post-it notes on the mirror for her husband in the morning before he left for work and that's something a few times is just hey thanks just really express thanks I mean they work so hard to provide for us to you know make what we have possible and I think sometimes we just for granted we think no that's what you're supposed to be doing but (laughs) I think for them to hear that appreciation that thanks is a huge thing as well yeah I agree um that's I will text my husband every just once in a while and just say thanks and and that same conference talk by Elder Ashton, he says, true love is a process. True love requires personal action. Love must be continued to be real. Love takes time. And I think that's the key. We need to take that time. We need to make sure that we take that time together so that we can continue to grow and continue to nurture each other if we're so caught up and you're running here to take this kid there and I'm going over here and you you know never see each other except for in passing there's no way to communicate no way to find out what truly is going on in the other person's life and that is something that we need to make sure to keep open make sure that we have few minutes even of time every day a few minutes but you know weekly a little bit more time of just hey what's going on what what do we need to do or how do do we move forward yeah I liked that um, communication in that talk that you quoted from President then Elder Nelson he gave three things that we needed to do to nurture marriages appreciate communicate and really liked those um and i think yeah communication is so important um just to make sure yeah you're both on the same page and you both know what's going on and if there's an issue it can be resolved and not just fester you know (laughs) yeah it's easy i think we're we're really good at just getting angry and keep going (laughs) and letting yeah you know, talking them out and making them small before they get large. Right. Sometimes I know for me, it's like, well, I don't want to bother you with that, you know, or whatever, or that would seem silly to you. So I'm not going to tell you about or whatever, but I've learned that we need to share those things, even if they seem silly or (laughs) insignificant. Well, and I find that I need that counsel and that wisdom a lot. You know, I think as women, we tend to think a lot more emotionally than men do. Everything is kind of the heat (laughs) kind of thing. And my husband's really good about saying, okay, well, let's look at it this way. You know, what does that really, you know, um, look like? And I can go, oh, yeah, okay. And I'm not an overly emotional or dramatic (laughs) But, but be like, oh, somebody just did this. Guess what? You know, and and um, so he's really good at just being calm and 
and we need to counsel together. That's what we're commanded to do is counsel together, and we can't do that if we're not ever seeing each other. Yeah. Um, Go ahead. I was just going to say another thing we kind of wanted to talk about today was like date nights with your kids. And I know that's something you did really well when they were younger. And I always felt bad because I just was never very good at it. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so what are some of your thoughts or ideas on that? Well, I don't know that we ever did like separate date nights, but we did do a lot of things with the kids. I had, there was this cute little story in that same talk of Elder Ashton's and it was about a a dad returning home from from work and his father's greeted by his little boy and he pats him on the head and says son I want you to know I love you and the son responded with oh dad I don't want you to love me I want you to play football with me <laughs> and you know here was this boy conveying this message that he really needed to feel love he needed um some action some response and I think that's you know, what kids need. They're, they don't want you just to tell them. They want you to do things with them because that's how they see love portrayed. If we're just sitting on our phones, staring at them all day long, look up and say, oh, I love you. I, they don't really um, think that's real. They need you to do things with them. Yeah. I, um, I like that. There's that story of I don't remember. It was given in conference, but he talked about how they were playing soccer or something, and one of their kids broke the new net or something, and the dad was like, wanted to get mad, and the mom's like, you know, we're raising, we're raising kids, not soccer nets or whatever. I don't. But I've just always loved that that you know our kids need that reassurance that we love them, and it's not just enough to say I love you, but we need to show through our actions yeah that we love them yeah um, so I know when my kids were little and it was toddlers and and even up for quite a while through most of the time they were toddlers as we had little friends we always did little valentine's parties we did them for halloween and a couple of different things and we would just even if it was just us and nobody came over and Usually we would make little heart-shaped pizzas and we would have some sort of red or pink Kool-Aid or juice or something. And we would frost cookies and just something fun that was really inexpensive that we could do at home. Another thing that we really enjoy doing around this time of year is flooding together. And um, all of my kids will go out and it's so fun to to see all of them, all ages, and, you know, they usually get me on the sled a few times <laughs> instead of just watching and doing it together, and that's what they want is doing it together. Another thing that we do a lot together is play soccer um, together as a family or just with whoever's home. That's always something fun. The last few years, um, I have gotten each of the kids a little stuffed animal or or something that's on the table in the morning when they wake up just a little reminder of hey I'm thinking of you uh once 
my oldest daughter had a really, really rough day at school. In fact, so rough that I got a call from the principal. <laughs> and she got home later than some of my other kids. And so when the younger ones got home, I said, hey, you know, your sister had a really hard day at school today. What should we do? And so we heart attacked her room, cut out tons of paper hearts. I think on one or two, we maybe wrote something, but most of them was just hearts. And we went and just put them all over her room for when she came home. And she didn't, I knew she wouldn't say anything. I knew she wasn't going to tell me what happened, even though I already knew. And she came in and was just like, eh. And she walked up to her and she just fell apart. But she knew she was loved. And I think that's what they need is somewhere safe and to know that they're loved. Yeah, I agree. Um, I did have a couple little fun ideas I thought of that were easy and cheap. Um, one thing, like one of my sons loves um, soft pretzels. We have a recipe that our sister got from her mother-in-law and uh and so he wants to make those a lot and i sometimes grumble <laughs> like i don't want to. but um he just loves it and so i thought you know making a favorite treat with your kid would yeah. be a fun easy not expensive thing um our family loves ice cream so and usually i end up taking all three of them and we'll just go get ice cream sometimes when my husband's at work or um, you know, read a book together, or my oldest son loves to play. Oh, I can't remember. Risk, I think, is the name of the game. <laughs> um, the rest of us don't really love it, but every once in a while, I make the other two come, and it's like, all right, we're gonna play Risk with him because he, you know, needs us to play a game with him, and uh, always ends up being fun, and it's a good time to visit and. Um, um, see where where they are and what's going on um, my oldest will be 16 in June and be able to start dating and so we've kind of been talking about that a little bit but one thing that we decided was that before they could take a girl on a date they had to take mom on a date <laughs> and um I reminded him of that the other day and he was like, why do I have to do that? <laughs> I was like, you know, it's just good practice, help you learn, you know, some manners and how to be respectful. And anyway, I don't think he's very excited about the prospect of having to take me on a date now, but <laughs> that's great. Anyway, um, but yeah, I think just be there and show that you love them and not just tell them. Yeah. One thing that I've done since my youngest went to school, because I don't have a lot of just one-on-one -on -one time with each of them, because there's just only one of me, <laughs> is to let them take a day off of school. One, they get to pick one day throughout the school year that they just need a day off. And we'll go to lunch wherever they want. We'll go shopping or looking at the pet store, have water spend the entire day at the pet store <laughs> all of the dogs that are there uh, 
or going for a walk or wherever they want and it's just their day and that has been really fun way to just get to visit with them have someone and do something that just they want to do and I read a book once by Emily Watts I think it's called being the mom is the best and she talked about how somebody's car broke down and so the carpool in the morning got thrown off and she ended up having to take just her son to school for a week She's like, you know, the first few days, couple of days, I was just like, oh, this is such an inconvenience. I should be home. That's my shower time. <laughs> Different things. And then she finally realized that, hey, this is the only time I spent just this one son for, you know, five minutes whenever I to get to school one-on-one. <laughs> -on -one. I can talk to him, ask him anything I want. And he's right there and can't leave. <laughs> so she talks about how the rest of the week, how how she just had such an enjoyable time with that one son I got to really talk to listen to them and my husband now gets to drive our daughter to seminary this is the first time we've driven to seminary we've always either had it in our home or done it over zoom and so it's a 25 minute drive that he gets with her and that's been fun for him to have just that one-on-one -on -one time with her and getting to talk with her and so those times, we need to take advantage of those times when we just that one with us. Yeah, I read a book by um, Hillary Weeks once, and I can't remember what it was called, but she talked about how, you know, our kids are only kids for a short amount of time, and then they're adults for eternity. And so we need to take the time to enjoy our kids when it's because some of the things that kids come up with are just amazing and hilarious and they're so much fun. And um, I think sometimes we're so overwhelmed that we don't take the time to really appreciate our kids as just kids. And I know for me, I struggled with that. And then all of a sudden they weren't little kids anymore. And it was like, Oh no. <laughs> they're going to be gone soon and I better get my act together. And so I really tried the last, I would say five or six years to really focus on them and let them know that their mom loves them and is that they're, you know, special and um, valued. And... So, yeah, I think it just comes down to, to putting them first, letting them decide sometimes the things to do and sometimes they get to do what we want to do. And it's good for them to have to learn how to compromise and how to to give and take because that's what they're going to be doing the rest of their life. So I guess in just wrapping this up, if we remember those scriptures, if you love me, keep my commandments. And if you love me, feed my sheep. And those are the things that we're trying to do in our homes as, as feeding our, our sheep, as feeding our marriages, feeding our families, feeding our children, feeding each other and ourselves. And we do that through love. And taking time to be with them and taking the time to listen and to truly understand what's going on.
And as we do that, our home marriages and our families will become even stronger and happier. We'll leave that with you and hope to see you next time.